I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susan. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And, and I'm JT Timmons. Oh, oh you just cut me off? Whoa, hey. Whoa. You haven't been, where have you been? <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't even know you were going to be on camera today. You're oh, never on, on camera. camera anymore. Oh, I'm on camera. <laughs> I'm a star now. You never want to be on camera. Now I do. No, Things have changed. Want. Things have changed. <laughs> Yesterday, just it, it all changed for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I looked in the mirror and I said, this face is meant to be a star. Yep. It, it is meant to be seen. There you go. And then I did that Zoolander thing. Oh, anyway. No. Oh, Let's talk God. about ghosts. <laughs> I can't. No, you I Zoolandered me. I don't know. Exactly. Um. Well, welcome, y'all. Uh, <laughs> JT's here today. I am. Uh, so that's a cool little surprise. Um, but today we are going to be providing you a nice ghost mail for your palate. Ghost mail. Chris, do the thing. Oh, you've got ghost mail. Nice. 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 Yeah, we're kicking off the spooky season with some very fun ghost mail. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, we just yesterday, uh, when we're filming this, not when this is airing, um, we did the Haunted Savannah Paracon, uh, which was super cool. We got to meet a bunch of people who, you know, um, it, it listened to the podcast, who have seen us on TikTok. So that was really awesome. I uh, got to hear some really wonderful ghost stories and one very mm-hmm. bizarre um, story where this, uh, I guess, the case of the nosy neighbor actually coming in clutch. Uh, yeah. because right. she's, Go ahead, tell it. Was, it. it was impressive, actually. Yeah, so this woman... Mind you, it was like 10 a.m. Um, <laughs> and this woman comes up with just so much energy. She had no idea who we were first off. I think she was just excited to talk oh, yeah. to somebody. Uh, but she comes up and she's like, I solved my neighbor's murder. And we're like, dun, dun, dun. And we're like, did you? Did you murder her? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, do do tell? Oh, and so, oh. Yeah. And we're all backing away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, thank you. Chris, Chris, the story collector, is like, maybe I shouldn't collect this one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, she was just like, she was just like very fiery. She's like, yeah, when I saw that woman not put out her trash cans, we lived across the street from each other for 18 years. And when I knew she didn't put her trash cans out on Thursday night, and they still weren't out in the morning. Something was wrong. And she has some good for nothing son, apparently. Yes. Um, the neighbor had it in. Raggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had it in for that son. She she knew he was up to no good. And mm-hmm. and uh, she actually introduced the son as a suspect. Uh, she actually introduced murder as uh, as uh, because I think the cops were, were in their early stages of investigation thinking mm-hmm. that it might have been uh, a suicide case. Um, but, uh, but she very, she said, I saw her carrying in four bags of groceries the day before. And you don't buy four bags of groceries if you're about to kill yourself. Um, and yeah. I was like, that's, mm-hmm. that's really sharp. She, that's, and she had a lot of sharp yeah. observations about the whole thing. And, um, <laughs> and then she went out and investigated and she went out and found out where the sun was. Cause the sun had what? kind of like a weird alibi, uh, uh, and was like, no, uh, you know, I was here or I was in jail or something to that effect. Yeah. And she went out and found out, no, he was not in jail, found people who saw him, found, uh, uh an accomplice and gave these, a uh, list of the accomplice and suspect no to way. the police. And the police did arrest, uh, the son. And of course he, he, uh, he got three consecutive life sentences mm-hmm. um, no because way. he had bound her, mm-hmm. uh, which, which in oh the state of Georgia is an automatic death penalty. If you bind somebody before you kill them, but it really, cut, the yeah. judge cut him a deal. And the judge cut him a deal. Um, uh, they, no they trial. Do. Well, it's because like, he was just... singing like a canary in her words. <laughs> <That's> but, uh, <laughs> so, and so the ghost part of it was that this woman said that she never really 
spoke to the neighbor that they, that they knew each other but they and they knew each other as neighbors but they were not you know on a lot of conversation and she said it was because she really didn't like the son mm. um but uh when uh when the case was 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 cracked when the son was arrested she actually heard uh her her neighbor saying like hello from across the street and she she felt that that was uh her neighbor signifying her appreciation for you know, Aww. for the killer being caught, and for uh, so it was, and it was. Uh, she was, she was an animated storyteller, very, and um, and wow, it was a very interesting and intriguing. So she, story. she heard the, she heard the ghost, mm -hmm. yeah, like oh, yeah. that's so, that's so sweet. Debria, uh, cue the Full House music. Actually, don't. Um, it's it's copyright, so we'll go. Da -na -na. <laughs> That's not copywritten. Nope. Um, yeah, it was just the most banana story it at really ten o'clock in the morning, and we were just very jarred. Yeah, just um, trying to keep up with it too, because yeah. it was. It was uh, she had all the details down. Uh, we we do not mm -hmm. because yeah. uh, we only heard the story once, and it went by very quickly. Yeah, Dang. but she did say though that the detective who was assigned to the case actually showed up at her house and was like, "I want to know where you got all this right, information right. and how you solved this." Right. Wow. And so apparently, and I told her, I was like, you should have been a detective. She, you she missed your been. opportunity, oh. apparently, because she's very good at it. Right. Um, so I do, guess. We, do we have this lady's information? No, she just no, walked she away. Just, she just her. walked away. Yeah. She <laughs> came in, it was like a hand grenade. <laughs> gone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so um, if she's listening to this, uh, come back. So come we back. <laughs> so come we back. can hear so we can uh, have you tell that story again because we definitely did not do it full justice, but it was absolutely astounding. And that did happen in Savannah, apparently. So yeah. Um, yeah. very crazy. Yeah. So that was our day yesterday. Yeah. Well, that was just a portion. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. We had um, other people come up, share their ghost stories. Very mm -hmm. interesting. We, yeah. we, uh, we urged them to write in ghost mails. Um, uh, uh, a couple in uh, Hinesville came and told uh, ghost stories and 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 how they had been how they became ghost enthusiasts they they how they became para junkies you know how they you know they got bit and and, and found awesome. themselves mm -hmm. you know uh, uh, looking under every rock for for ghosts and ghostly things and I love that yeah and Chris actually was familiar with the ghost that he thinks yes. is haunting their house so that uh, was fun they uh what uh, oh now you got to tell this story <laughs> yeah it well, was crazy so, um uh they were telling me that they uh the 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 man was saying that he had seen this woman in in the house and and noted the hair and the the you know was able to identify and thought it was his wife mm. uh, or his partner um going mm. through the house and uh while he was describing it, I was like, you know, I used to hear this story a lot in Hinesville. Yeah. And it turned out that's where they live. They live in Hinesville. Oh. I was like, do you live down 84 towards Islanders? It's like, yeah, that's where we live. And I was like, oh, you know, there was a story uh, of a uh, an army captain who shot his wife. Mm. And the wife had been seen walking through that whole area. There was like a, a trailer park area and a you know, um, a stretch of road where they would see her just walking down the road. Wow. And it was like this, you know, ghostly woman that was oftentimes seen. I was like, you know, that sounds just like those experiences. And uh, of course they were me like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because they happened to live in a new development that right. was built literally right, right next, yeah. right on where that area was. Yeah. So that's, wow. it's crazy. Um, so yeah. It was a fun time though. If you if you missed out, that's okay. Um, you can still send ghost stories, and we're happy to read those. And that's yeah. what we're gonna do today. That is what we're gonna um, do today. Uh, you want to thank the new pair yes. of junkies just right quick? Yes, I do. All righty. So we want to thank Lindsay Waffle, which is such a fun name. Yes, Yay. sounds like a sitcom character, Lindsay Waffle. Lindsay Waffle. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really does. And then Melissa Ducate, um, yeah. Destiny. Jen Merck and Angie Fenton. Thank you guys so much woo, for becoming woo, para junkies. Woo. Yes. And being a para junkie is great. Uh, you should definitely become one if you are on the brink. And, uh, you know, it's just, it really is just kind of like a, like a fam. Like we, we, uh, 
talk back and forth with everybody and share stories. And it's just really, it's a good time. It's a really good time. And they get ad free stuff. And actually, uh, Ultra Pair Junkies, uh, which are our highest tier, are getting a new set of surprise merch. Yeah, Ooh, spooky surprise for the spooky season. Yes, match. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So become a pair junkie if you are thinking about doing it because you'll never see another ad in your life. Yes. And so much better than Netflix, right? <laughs> don't you want to listen to us all day yeah, instead right? of watching Netflix? Well, don't watch Netflix while you're driving. But yeah, don't driving. do that. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Don't don't drive without <laughs> ads. Because yeah. who without likes ads. to be interrupted in the middle of their story? Like I recently no. saw the CarPlay. You know those um, uh, the. Uh, the displays in cars now have the Netflix. I saw the Netflix no. logo. Shut and up. I'm like, that's who's, why, who's driving? <laughs> Maybe for stand up? I don't know. Have you ever been in a Tesla? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure you can do that in yeah. a Tesla. Yeah. It's, yeah. um, I wouldn't believe that. I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want I'm to, not. but don't do it. I'll ask my mom. Yeah, you I'll gotta ask like, mom. And I could actually see like listening to your favorite movies or movies that you really know, but I. If you had it on the screen and I'm driving, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Right? I feel like yeah. I, I'm already so stressed when I drive. I'm like, that is a lot. I can't even focus. Like, I'm one of those people when I'm driving and I don't know where I am, I have to turn the music down so that I can see better. Everyone does I'm that. Like, no, not everybody. Not everybody I came does to, that. No, there was a TikTok. Maybe everybody does that. I saw a TikTok actually two days ago making fun of the fact that there are two types of people. The people who have to turn down the music to, fo- to see better. <laughs> and then the... <laughs> And then the people who can just drive normally. That's and just I, your brain going, okay, divert from audio into yes, visual. Yes. <laughs> I have to be, put myself into manual. Uh, and I'm just like. <laughs> That's funny. All right, everybody. Do not watch movies while you drive. We have enough ghosts. Let's yes, do it. True. Yes. Okay. So we're going to start out our ghost mail um, with a very wonderful ti- uh, title to this. Oh, wait. Called- we didn't talk about Thursday. Just real fast. Thursday. Oh, Thursday. 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 This is Tuesday when you are hearing this. So uh, in two days, uh, the Parajunkies are going to be getting a live stream from us. Um, we are going to be in an undisclosed location in Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston, yes. South Carolina. Beautiful. It, haunted. Yes. It will be uh, disclosed, obviously, when we're there. But right. no, yeah. no. We're be, guess where we are. <laughs> you don't know, <laughs> but it's haunted. <laughs> that would be weird. All right, let's, be weird. Uh, <laughs> let's ghost mail it up. Okay, yeah, we're going to do that, though. So if you uh, want to see us live stream and investigate and do STs methods, um, become a pair of junkie. Anyways, yes. so this is going to kick off with my favorite subject um, that I've seen in a ghost mail in a bit, an offering for Faye Daddy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's the title? Yeah. Excellent. So I have access to the ghost mail um, account. And so I see a lot of when these emails come through and I just see their titles or their subjects come through. <laughs> and when this one popped up, I was so excited. I was like, I'm not going to read it first because I really want yeah. to know what my offering is as a surprise. But uh, well, thank you. you are the Faye Daddy. Thank you. Welcome Faye to Daddy. the Alta of Faye Daddy. Anyway, so... Hey y'all, it's Kayla here. Uh, again, I have a story for Faye Daddy TM. Thank you. I will trademark. Wait, Faye did Daddy. she trademark? She did. <laughs> I love it. About something that happened with my son a few months ago. I was listening to the Faye News episode and was reminded of this incident that I have brushed off at the moment. Uh, oh, half brushed off at the moment. Hmm. Earlier on in this year, my husband and I took our young sons on their very first camping trip. My, uh, we checked into our campsite kind of later on in the evening and noticed we were the only ones camping in the area designated for tents. Across the field, there were plenty of people camping using campers and RVs. This campsite was by no means the wilderness. There was a lake and we were almost right up against the trees, but there, they were sparse. And you could see the main road in the distance from where we were. The next morning after breakfast, my oldest son, four years old, started collecting pine cones and setting them on the base of a nearby tree. I did that as well, but I'm also Faye Daddy. So I asked him what he was doing, and he said he collected all these pine cones for the fairies. My first thought was, yeah, don't like that. Um, but, <laughs> but just shrugged it off because he was my kid. Uh, he, um, he's a kid. 
I told my husband about it and explained to him fairy lore, more specifically Irish fairy lore and the challenge, uh, the challenge or changeling. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband w- has learned to express interest when I go on spooky rants, but he never puts much <laughs> stock into them. The thing that kind of bothered me about the whole thing, besides my child seemingly offering gifts up to the Fae, uh, is that I don't know how my son knows what fairies are or where he would have learned that. He had never talked about fairies before this or since. Up to this point, my son had never attended daycare and had yet to attend school. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my family all live in a different state, so there is never a moment where he is not with me. Hmm. I always watch whatever shows he watches with him, and I don't ever recall us watching anything to do with fairies. He is a typical little boy obsessed with monster trucks and construction vehicles. And even though I like spooky stuff, I don't watch spooky slash lore type shows around my sons. And I always wear earphones when listening to you guys. I could just be reading into this, but I will say there have been many instances where my son will say nothing, uh, say something. And both my husband and I will have no idea how he knows any knowledge or whatever it was he was talking about. Uh, we're both convinced that this isn't his first time on this earth, and I'm just waiting for the day he looks at me and says, Mommy, this isn't my first life. LMAO. Anyway, thanks for reading my story. It's not the same level of most of the stories you guys usually get, but I thought it was interesting and a bit of a head scratcher. Thank you, for, and keep up the awesome work. Yeah. So... Don't compare yourself to the absolutely wild stories that we sometimes get, because honestly, that is just as equally interesting and thought provoking because it's very true. Um, Children are oftentimes the number one people who are going to encounter the Fae uh, because they are so open. They're so accepting of anything that doesn't look normal. Um, because if a fae shows up to an adult, adults are going to be like, I am seeing things. Yeah, you they'll know? process it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um, children are like, cool, fairy, you know? And so um, it's very possible that, you know, the fae might have approached your son in this campground, which it doesn't have to be just like a super heavily dense wilderness. No, any to, green space will do. Yeah, exactly. And they approach the sun and it's just like, hey, we like pine cones around here. These fae like pine cones. And so, yeah. um, you know, and maybe he was, uh, they were trying to befriend your son or something like that. And they're like, hey, if you bring us these pine cones, we'll give you something. We'll give you a treat or a reward or uh, surprise and don't look past the idea that uh being as open and receptive that uh your son isn't receiving story time from ghosts that there aren't uh spirits just telling mm-hmm. him things and telling him information um there's this uh, concept of uh, uh, a cosmic consciousness a consciousness of uh, a single well for all of human knowledge and being able to tap into it or being able to be exposed to it. Uh, usually, uh, the the younger you are, the more likely you are to have access to just this free-range knowledge mm. that you can just sort of consume. And a lot of people think that that's what's happening rather than um, reincarnation. It is the ability to tap into this pool of consciousness. And now you can think and have thoughts and memories of other people because it's all being collected like in a giant database somewhere and you kind of, you know, plug into it. But uh, as we grow older, we lose access. You know, we forget the password. You know, we, mm-hmm. we can't get to that database. So there are lots of different ways to, to, to suggest the knowledge came to your child. Um, uh, it, it can be a direct source from, from Faye who have, who have contacted. It could be a, a loving, you know, relative who comes and tells bedtime stories that you, you can't hear because it's just for the child. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it can be, you know, just tapping into past lives or into a cosmic consciousness. It's, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was Dad. just going to ask, I was just going to ask the listeners who else got the visual when listening to that story of, uh, a Pennywise in the sewer looking at little Georgie like, hey there, Georgie. Oh, and, God. Uh, you know, like, like we like pine Bring cones. me a pine cone. <laughs> Bring me a pine cone. <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, and it's also not negating claircognizance as well, which is sure. a very, um, 
it, it's not the most common clear ability that people can have, but it isn't uncommon. Um, and your son just might be showing early signs of having clear cognizance, which is literally just the ability of knowing information that you don't shouldn't typically have knowledge of. Um, so maybe, you know, encourage that gift and see where it goes. If, um, if he seems receptive to it, I know he's four, but you know, it's, uh, but still. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. It's yeah, and, and it's it's so strange because it's there's an equal equal level of, of terrifying uh, because um, there's things you don't want a four year old to know. <laughs> it's true, and 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 it might be on tap. You know, um, there are, there are ideas. My my own child has had memories at three years old of being murdered and talked about it. And it was very disturbing. It was like, well, I don't want to bring up that. You know, I don't yeah, want to, I do you know, not I, want to have this I don't conversation. Want, I don't want that to be something that is, that is readily available in your brain, you know? Um, and in time there was no memory of those discussions, mm -hmm. you know, um, because they were able to actually recall two very specific different past lives um, and speak about it you know, at length, but it kind of, it, it loses its luster when it's like, that's, that's a terrible, you know, that's a terrible thing to remember. And I don't want mm -hmm. you to remember that. If, uh, if y'all want to see that episode, um, we actually covered that story. Um, and, uh, I believe you can just probably type in, uh, Albert fish and it'll, it'll come right up. Yes. yes. Also, um, if it makes you feel better, I was also a child that offered things to the Fae. Um, so it's, uh, um, and it didn't affect her in any way. I, know, I, turned out, I turned out totally normal. Um, yeah, actually there is a tree in my backyard of my parents' house. It's currently still there. And my dad put a gnome inside of it. So that's, um, <laughs> so I'm not the gnomes the, protect. I'm not the only one who picked up on something from this tree. I'm just saying, uh, but, yeah, I used to leave like little gifts by the trees and stuff, and I'm like for the fairies. But I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so alrighty. So on to the next one. So thank you for sending that in. Always enjoy a good fay offering. Um, this next one is just entitled Ghost Mail. All right, I like them. I like them when they're like Direct. presents. Yes, <laughs> when they're like presents, you don't know what they what's inside of them. Right. Hi, my name is April. I live in California. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now, and I really enjoy listening to uh, your takes on people's experiences. Thanks, I'm April. Yeah, thank you, April. Um, I'm sending in my ghost mail to see what you think about it. I have always had what I think are dreams about ghosts. This specific dream is really close to my heart. This was in 2011. My childhood friend Jennifer was pregnant with her first child, and she was about a month away from her due date. The night of February 13th, I had a dream about Jennifer delivering her baby. I was at the hospital with her and the staff was taking her into an operating room to deliver her baby. While waiting for her to deliver, Jennifer's uncle showed up. Jennifer was very close to her uncle, but he had passed away a few years prior to her becoming pregnant. When I saw him, I asked him what he was doing there. He told me he was there because Jennifer was going to have the baby. On the morning of February 14th, the little Valentine's baby, I woke up and I thought the dream was really strange and I felt and it felt real. A few hours later, Jennifer texted me saying she was she went to her doctor's appointment and they would be inducing her because her blood pressure was high. Oh. 
I let her know what happened in my dream, and she said she believed that he tried to send her a message through me. Finally, on February 15th, not a Valentine's Day, baby, uh, she delivered her son via emergency C-section. What do you guys think about my dream? Thank you so much for taking the time to read my story. Yeah, that's pretty cut and dry, you know. It's very um, direct. The uncle definitely was just trying to, I think, let you know that the baby's coming. I think, you know, spirits, when you're close to people, their spirits are are very privy to that and so it's not uncommon for people um to have experiences of other their best friends loved one you know Mm. coming to visit them to get a message through because sometimes it's easier to deliver a message that way than it Mm -hmm. would be to the actual person right um because it's very possible that your friend you know amidst all the stressors and uh, all of the things that are going on especially you know if there's high blood pressure involved uh and you know during pregnancy and we hear this a lot that women who are pregnant will definitely have heightened senses and mm-hmm. the abilities you know uh, and it's possible that <laughs> that it might be crowded you mm-hmm. know that the uncle couldn't get through because all the other spirits are around mm. and so you know being able to go to someone that he knows will be a bridge who will, who right. will pass the message along even if it's just to say i'm here you know, I'm present for it. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that's a pretty, uh, and we talk about the most common ghost story, uh, uh, which is uh, on the night my blank died, they came to me in a dream. Yeah. Um, I think that's, a, this is a, a variety of that, where it's, you know, spirits using the dream realm to communicate, and if they can't directly communicate to the person they're trying to get to, they will go to someone who they trust we'll get the message exactly you know, over. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's, um, it, it's definitely not unheard of and you're not crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't have, if you wouldn't have more dreams mm-hmm. of, you know, these sorts, uh, because it seems like you're a very open channel, Absolutely. um, for that sort of thing, which honestly is another clear. This is apparently the theme of the episode is Claire abilities <laughs> because, um, the ability to take messages through dreams is very common because especially for adults, it's one of the more common ways because we're so receptive in our dreams. You can't have barriers because you're asleep. And <laughs> so it's, um, it's like when you take Benadryl, you can't have allergies if you're asleep. <laughs> and so, you know, um, and so basically, uh, it, it sounds like that's going to be your most common type of paranormal experience. Yeah. Not to say you wouldn't ever see a spirit or hear a spirit or whatever, but it sounds like you seem to be a very right. there's, there's, receptive person. There's a door open now. You yeah. Know, because even if, if you weren't a receptive person before, the fact that that, that connection was made, that certainly suggests that your um, where your dreams land in the landscape is close enough to the spirit realm to to let them communicate that way exactly well and it's um and i'm sure your friend also um got comfort from that as well you know knowing that their loved one was uh, aware and present for you know the birth of their child that's always a special thing for people you know yeah um to know that their loved ones are present in big moments in their life stressful you know when uh when it comes down to having to induce and and going into c-section and all those things you know c-section is a major surgery uh so there's a a horrible surgery yeah it's terrifying (laughs) uh so uh i i do think that there's a lot to be said about um, f- family and loved ones uh, who are on the other side really do want to be present for those anxiety and anxious mm-hmm. moments. Well, and it could have been too, just thinking about that, you know, because of the fact that she was going into such a intense surgery, um, her main guardian spirits, you know, her spirit guides, the people who are there to like protect her probably were on, they were probably a gate at that point. And they're like, sorry, nobody, (laughs) nobody else can come into the room. You know, it's like, um, so uncle had to, um, make the nearest uh, exit just right. because, <laughs> you know, because they're like, okay, hold on, everybody. Like, we got to we gotta get her through this first, and then right. you can go visit, you know. It's, um, <laughs> go so to the adjacent. Uh, go to the adjacent uh, relative right. or friend. <laughs> so... Um, but that's, but that's a really awesome story, and um, you're definitely not alone in those types of stories, for sure. 
So this one is entitled Gender Reveal from the Grave and More. Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah. Another uh, baby. baby, baby-centric. <laughs> right. Well, and it's funny because these three emails came in a row. So it's like, what? yeah. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So Goodness apparently, apparently the baby topics needed to be addressed on this show. Okay. Um, but right. yes. So, hello. I have to tell you how much I love your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Um, I'm not sure if you want us to say your name, but yes, if you sent in the email um, that says gender reveal from the grave or more. Thank you so much. Um, I have been uh, binging it from the beginning. You got a lot to go. (laughs) By the time you hear this. (laughs) Yeah, by the time you hear this. Thank you. (laughs) It's my go-to. I am in awe of all your knowledge and experiences. I have two stories to share. Uh, they are not scary, but feel are more feel-good stories. Okay, ending on a nice positive note for our Tuesday. Um, that show uh, that show that our loved ones are always around even after they pass. So, story number one. Sorry, it's a little long. We always like details. Never apologize mm. for your details. Anyways, I I wanted to share a story with you that happened in 2020. A little backstory. My husband and I struggled with infertility for three years until we were blessed with our first son in 2014. We knew we uh, we wanted to continue to expand our family, but unfortunately had two miscarriages in between 2016 to 2019. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's a very hard thing to go through. So naturally, we were ecstatic to find out we were pregnant in early uh, 2020. Unfortunately, I started having symptoms of a miscarriage and expected it to be like the two miscarriages before. I was wrong. I ended up with terrible lower stomach pains, and when I physically picked up my son, I knew something was very wrong. I called my husband and told him to meet us at the emergency room in the neighboring town. We live in a small town with no hospital. When I was driving my son and I to the ER, I kept feeling like I needed to pull over. I pulled over and parked and instantly passed out. I have no idea how long I was out, but I came to with my son screaming mommy and crying. I called my husband and told him what happened and he told me to stay there and he would come get us. At the ER, they found out that I was having an ectopic pregnancy, which is when the fertilized egg, that's very, very scary, um, is when the fertilized egg implants outside the uterus. And in my case, it attached in my left fallopian tube and caused it to explode. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So, essentially, I had a miscarriage and I was bleeding to death. Oh, my God. Jeez. I am so sorry. (laughs) That is horrifying. I was rushed by ambulance to a large hospital and had emergency surgery with three blood transfusions. Luckily, they were able to save most of my reproductive system and me because um, ectopic pregnancies can be very dangerous. As I was recovering, my beloved grandmother passed away at 91. She was extremely feisty, an amazing cook, and and loved with her whole being. A few months later, to our surprise, we found out we were pregnant. I was terrified the entire first trimester. I was close to 18 weeks pregnant. We were going to find out the gender at 20 weeks. And I had the most unbelievable, beautiful, and memorable dream. Hmm. In my dream, I was in a very white space with lines of people coming and going, crisscrossing each other. I look up and a woman in a white dress and a red suit jacket stepped out of the line. And I kept thinking she looks familiar, but I couldn't place her. She looks right at me and holds out her hands, and one hand was a pink knitted baby hat, and the other had a blue knitted baby hat. But uh, she put the hand with the pink hat behind her and pushed the blue hat hand towards me. Hmm. I kept staring at her, and she looked at me in the eyes and shook her head like, do you understand? I shook my head, yes, and she turned around and walked away, disappearing into the lines of people. I woke up and told my husband about the dream and said I knew for sure our baby was a boy and everything would be okay. After Aww. describing the dream the woman to my, uh, and the woman to my mom, she told me that was my grandmother, her mom, when she was younger. Later on, after looking at pictures, I confirmed it was in fact her. Grandma came to me to reassure me that this pregnancy would be okay and would be blessed with a beautiful baby boy. 
Fast forward, my husband and I were blessed with a beautiful baby boy the next January, and the pregnancy delivery was normal. She was uh, she has never come to me again in a dream, but I know she is always there with me. What are your thoughts on the very white um, white area in my dreams? I have always felt slash thought that it was heaven or somewhere in the afterlife. Do you think spirits can take us up with them and then return us? Um, so before we get into story two, I do want to uh, kind of address that story. Yeah, first. yeah. I mean, I was I I would actually like to say like you know Nas said it best: sleep is the cousin of death, mm-hmm. right? And so so that makes me think. That makes me think that, um, you know, just hearing the story, it's like, are dreams the e- the the best way for communication to happen? Uh, oh, it from the paranormal, it absolutely is. Um, Was Nas correct? So he's always correct when I talk about. No, it absolutely it absolutely is. Uh, it's the easiest way for most people to be able to communicate and receive messages because, like I said. You can't, uh, it's like Benadryl, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you can't have your guard up if you're asleep. And so, uh, people are oftentimes having these experiences, especially with loved ones. And I think it's mm-hmm. also easier for spirits in general to communicate with us when we're asleep because they're having to put out less energy to yeah. try to get us to understand. Um, and they usually can utilize symbolism and they can utilize images so that way they can really get the message across and not have to do it multiple times to get it through our bony heads. Um, you know, but uh, what it sounds like to me is so obviously we have never died uh, in this play in this life. So it's Wait, uh, what? I know, right? It's crazy to think. Um, but from what my understanding is, is that it, the astral plane has many layers to it. There are darker layers, there are lighter layers. And I personally w- am a believer that um, our concept of whatever heaven would be or you know any place like that is just an- another one of those layers. But I don't think, I think there are spaces of the astral that are reserved specifically and only for spirits. And so it sounds to me like your grandmother might have brought you to a portion of the astral just to help you understand this moment, but also bring you that comfort because you for sure needed that after the experience that you went through, considering that being so traumatic and you were having so much stress, it sounded like she was able to pick up on that and was like, I need to make a uh, a big gesture here so that way it brought you comfort um but that's what my take would be on what the white space would be is um that's just a section of the astral where spirits can do their communicating could uh, and like i said this is all theory um right. you know obviously wait you're <laughs> telling me it's not a direct science like tiktok will tell you i know yeah, right very true it's true you know that's that's just what my take would be. Yeah, and it's yeah. worth noting that given how close you got to death puts you in a different category of That's experiencing. The fact that you Ooh. went through what would classify as a near-death experience, certainly a uh, threat of death experience, uh, might actually put you in a category where you could go because if you hear about people who, who have died but been resuscitated, they oftentimes talk about the white light. They oftentimes talk about going to a plane where they believe they've gone to heaven, where it's this you know yeah. bright and white and light place where all the former relatives come and greet them and, uh, with warmth. And I think that um, uh, your ability to, to, to go there or you know, w- within the impact of your near-death experience, um, not everybody gets pulled to the, that place to have these communications mm-hmm. you know uh, s- spirits come to your where you are dreaming you don't go to where they are dwelling mm-hmm. um that's that's the the noted difference i think is that you ended up in a in in what seems like a spiritual trans you know uh, a uh transient space transient space for spirits uh and and intriguingly enough, seeing your your grandmother in her youth, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who who believe that there we are given these opportunities to express and be expressed and 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 inhabit any part of our life 
in order to re-experience, re-examine. So it's possible your grandmother was was busy doing something else, right? <laughs> you know that that required that age uh, of of her being, and you were able to kind of you know appear at a time when she was busy as the younger self, and mm-hmm. and she was able to come over and you know, communicate with you. And that's kind of amazing and wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I think that, uh, there is this, this idea of spirits traveling to us is, is, is the common form of, of, of communication for ghosts or for spirits. Um, us going to them is, is, is kind of remarkable. It is, you know, because that means you've pierced the veil to examine or see or experience things. So I, I'm, I'm very interested in, and and it may have been a, a, a one time deal, <laughs> right? And it may have been uh, dependent on how close to your near death experience you were—a year mm-hmm. out, two years out, three years out. You know, uh, uh, that your your access to that plane may be limited by how much life you live afterwards. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a very fascinating story. It is. It's a very fascinating story. And it also brings up a good point of, like, you're right, you know, um, your grandmother might have been in a, a different situation where she was having to present as the younger self. But I'm also a believer that um, we can present in the afterlife as whatever we want. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and that's why you see some people who present as like themselves as a child, you know, um, or things like that. Cause that was the best time of their life or that was when they felt the most themselves. Um, or some people choose to present themselves as them in their twenties. And I think that's a good, um, representation of that theory as well, because, um, It would be kind of crazy to think that we all have to present as our elderly selves or at the last last moments moments. of our, you know, our lives, you know, we talk about that a lot is, you know, our ghosts all bloody, you know, if they died in this bloody accident, if they've been shot, do do they have the wounds? It's like, well, no, oftentimes they'll, they will present themselves as they (laughs) sense themselves as, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's uh, Neo in the matrix. Like this is right. this is what you think you look like. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also the you know it's like at least from my experience of seeing spirits, um, I usually I don't see people wearing the clothes that you would be buried in. Right. Oh um, yeah. And yeah. So, absolutely not. You know, like thinking about that, like you know, usually I see spirits in what I just imagine is like their favorite outfit. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, yeah, but they look good in. Yeah, yeah, like something, again, like something that they feel represents themselves. Yeah. Uh, it makes them feel the most themselves. And I think that is how we eventually come to be when we pass on, you know, which is a cool thing to think, you know. It's yeah. like, if you're going to show up as a ghost, show up looking good, I guess, you know. It's I'm going to show up comfy. That's you. That's Jamis. me. I, like, <laughs> what I'm wearing right now, my Florida State. Uh, a sweater and maybe some jeans or or uh, 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 sweatpants and Converse or tennis shoes. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. That's how I'm going to show up. As a ghost. Mm-hmm. Cozy. Cozy. Cozy ghost. Fuzzy socks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first story. Um, so second story, I was pregnant with my second son and the same one in the story before. And my father passed away suddenly. I was early in the pregnancy, but my parents did know I was pregnant. In fact, I put an ultrasound picture in his shirt pocket in the casket. My dad was the absolute best dad and the most phenomenal grandfather. He was so excited that we were pregnant again. Needless to say, I was devastated. Fast forward, when my son was around one, we were up at my parents' house. My son was almost ready to walk, but hadn't taken his first steps yet. He, uh, we were living in the, uh, we were in the living room and trying to get him to show my mom how close he was to walking. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a figure walking from the hallway into the kitchen. My parents have an open floor plan, so you can walk right through the kitchen to the living room. The figure was wearing a white shirt and was roughly six feet tall. I didn't feel anything menacing. If anything, I felt more comfortable. A few seconds later, my son took his first steps and walked to my mom. I know in my heart that figure was my dad, and he wanted to be there to see my grand, his grandson take his first steps. I have never seen that figure again. Oh, 
P.S. Whenever I would rock my son, he would look up and out of the smile and out and smile, laugh and baby talk to a certain spot. I would always say, "Oh, who is visiting today? Grandma Birdie, Papa Gary." I just knew someone was there with us that I couldn't see, but my son could. Thank you so much for listening and talking or and taking the time to read and share my stories. Also, thank you for your hard work you put into this podcast. It is incredible. Much love, Ingrid. Thanks, Ingrid. Yeah, thank you so much, Ingrid. That's um, yeah, both thank of those, you for sharing. Yeah, both of those are just so lovely. You I know, know right? Like, <laughs> it's um, it, it's stories like that just uh, make you enjoy ghost stories, you know, because it's mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in the concept of we have to make them gory <laughs> and horrific and these no. hor- right <laughs> not me. these traumatic experiences with a daemon or something you know but it's some a lot of times um the vast majority the yeah. vast like a hundred to one i mean it's it, it's it's that simple concept of you know how many people in your life have been brutally murdered right um versus how many have a loving family you know yeah. uh you mm-hmm. know how many uh how many experiences are 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 devastatingly terrifying and how many are are you know hopefully full of of love um love is going to be the most powerful connection both in life and afterlife so it makes sense that the spirits would use love as the um, the tool that they can communicate with. Uh, I would I would imagine that in the last moments you're not thinking. Hopefully, you're not thinking. I'm going to get you. Right. <laughs> uh, hopefully, that's not your last thought. <laughs> is you know I've got a list of people that I'm going to haunt. Um, that's uh, me. Well, yes. If you're keeping, if, if you're keeping a haunt list, <laughs> yeah. you know, no judgment. You do you, but um, <laughs> but ideally, I think it's you spend your time saying I I want to be with the people I love I I I want to say I love you you know to all the people that I love, and then that becomes this wonderful purpose for mm-hmm. the spirit, mm-hmm. um, and it comes out in lots of ways, and and we talk about all these ways often you know um, uh, birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that show up uh you know uh, i know there are people who, who see like dragonflies or butterflies and they mm-hmm. they they know in their heart um uh, white feathers mm-hmm. things like that they they know that that is a communication from yeah. the other side so um yeah i do think that we will if we're open those communications become clearer and clearer to us if if we if we stop to recognize oh this is this is a message of love. It's probably uh, so very commonplace that we overlook them. But, you know, everybody out, out there, take, take some time to think about those weird coincidences and those weird things that happen or those, that, that strange time, you know, um, when, when you're close to a wild animal is fascinating. Uh, like a bird that sits mm-hmm. a little too close to the house, or or well, she or, dive bombed me yesterday. Yeah. I'm so it's, uh, <laughs> See, so. there you go. Um, those interactions, Grandma are, the Magpie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I needed that yesterday, though. Probably. Oh, well, there you go. I've, I've been a Woke little distracted. Yeah. You know, it, well, it's actually funny. Um, to end things out, I was gonna leave you with the the thought of just you know, I think a lot of um, if you're pregnant or wanting to become pregnant or whatever, um, pay attention to your paranormal experiences because, oh, or if loved ones show up, um, because, you know, actually, um, one of JT and I's, uh, best friends, uh, he and his fiance are, um, having a baby and we're the godparents. So we went to the gender reveal a couple weeks ago and I was setting up, you know, cause I was the keeper of the gender. And so I was setting up the balloons, the game thing for them to pop cause they're dart players and all that jazz. And, uh, after I set it up, this beautiful monarch came and oh. landed on the, on the balloon game. And I was like, Oh, look how pretty that monarch is. And, um, 
one of the uh, mother, the soon-to-be mother's uh, family members goes, oh, that's aunt so-and-so. Oh, she came to see the, the gender reveal. Aww. And it's things like that where it's, you know, you start to feel, I, I'm assuming I've never been pregnant and I don't plan to be, but, you know, it's, uh, I can only assume, you know, you start to feel your loved one's presence more and more as you go further along down that journey. So mm. if that is you and you're in that situation, because apparently this has become the pregnancy episode. Um, yeah. it is, uh, I already have a title, Paranormal Pregnancy. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> Rosemary's baby. Alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's um, pay attention to those moments because I think that's some of the special, most special um, paranormal experiences that you can have uh, because it's only one period uh, of time, you know, well, and so. it is the truest miracle period, you know, uh, people who scoff at magic, don't think about incubating a life inside of another body, because they just because we can explain it biologically does not diminish the fact that it is a miracle and that it's magic, it's pure magic. When you have the scientific explanation for something, it does not remove the miraculous nature of it. Mm -hmm. You know, just because we can explain it does not change the fact that it's magic. So it is important that you uh, respect the fact that life doesn't just come uh, from a, a bunch of chemical reactions. You know, uh, we could explain it all down to the minutest detail and there's always going to be the mystery that eludes us. Yep. It's true. And so, you know, when you're carrying a life inside you, you're bound to be a, uh, both a target and a beacon. So for the paranormal, yeah, for the paranormal. Yeah. But yeah, three miracles in this world that God has blessed us with is childbirth, dogs and macaroni and cheese. Absolutely. (laughs) Those three. I right concur. There. In that order. Yeah, in that order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, on that note, uh, well, enjoy thank some you. macaroni and cheese. Yes. yes. The third miracle. <laughs> yes. It, it honestly is a miracle. Um, but yes, thank you guys so much for sending in your ghost mail. If you have a ghost mail that you want to send in, you can send it to ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. Oh, also, something we forgot to mention in whoa, the beginning, uh, we're on Cameo now, uh, so oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, right? Well, uh, TikTok's probably why, but you know, it's... Um, uh, you cameo- don't know why. I, uh, oh, cameo. He's so humble. He's so <laughs> humble. You, people people humble. love you guys. What are you talking about? He's eating a hot. Uh, if you hire us to say pie. happy humble birthday pie. to someone, I will freak out. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, well, Goodness if that is gracious. you and you would like to do that, um, Cameo invited us to, to be on their app. We're so. on two different specs. Chris and I, he's like, no way. What? No, why? And I'm just over here like, about damn time, Cameo. Let's go. <laughs> Working my tail off getting this show up. So, um, yeah, if you want to have us uh, wish somebody a happy birthday, a well wishes, a uh, anything you want uh, to yeah. tell an improvised ghost story, boogity, have boogity. at it. Boogity woogity. And um, we can do that on Cameo. So you can find us there, uh, which is pretty cool. But with that, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, And stay spooky, y'all.